Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My name is Michelle. And I'm Robin. Hello. We are a married couple. And though immigration concerns. No, 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 no. Not having it. What? Well, we've got a whole bunch of people and like you're talking about us, right? So this is like people stepping through the door and you go, hello, let's talk about us for a bit. First, welcome to Blighty Day Fiance. Okay. Welcome to Blighty Day Fiance. Very good. This is um, to let our listeners know, Robin winds me up to the point where I'm just about overflowing with rage before we start recording. Yeah, she may bite. Uh, We should explain our setup very quickly, although people are interested in the show, not about us. But we could explain our credentials. Should we do that? Yes. That's what I was doing when you interrupted me. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of that. And I'm the the worst part is that people are going to take your side because they're going to find you effortlessly charming and they're going to think that I'm some kind of menacing shrew getting in the way of of all your fun. I'm an international man of mystery, like Sean. An irritating international <laughs> man of mystery. Yeah, like right. I am an irritating man of mystery, yeah. Um, so because Discovery dropped three episodes, not one, but three, we are actually going to cover all three episodes. So if you haven't watched all three, I highly recommend you do that so you don't get spoiled. Yeah, we just already, we spoiled a line from Sean. 
we we spoil the fact that there is someone called Sean. If you've only seen episode one, you don't even, I don't think you even know that there's a Sean. So, so far we are one for one when it comes to spoilers. So yes, just to warn you again, uh, Discovery Plus, Plu, um, dropped three episodes. We were expecting one. We're still just doing one podcast. We're fundamentally lazy. Um, but we're going to do all three of those episodes today because, frankly, we've all got better things to do with our lives. So please, if you haven't watched episodes two and three, uh, go and watch episodes two and three and then come back. We'll be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> there are eight couples in total. The, for those of you who have watched the American version of uh, Matt Sharp's magnum opus, 90 Day Fiance, uh, the traditional format is so named because in America you get a K-1 visa, which grants the couple 90 days uh, before they legally marry. And if you don't get married... At that time, they will turf you out. Yeah, tie the knot or off you trot. That's exactly right. Uh, the difference between the formats um, of the US and the UK is that the UK visa is far more generous with time, um, which some might say, I, I dare say, is more reasonable. Uh, and if production is to be believed, their take is that they're going to follow these couples for a limited of period, a limited period of time, be that uh, 90 days or a series of months. We're still unclear on that. Yeah, you get 180 days in the UK, right? But Discovery didn't have enough characters for that in the show description. They, they <laughs> <laughs> It's like they could go as far as 99-day fiancé, and then they discovered that it's actually 180, and they're like, no, no, it's, it's 90. Live with it. <laughs> I was going to say that it's because they know not to overstay their welcome. Uh, which, if you ask me, is the most British lens through which these stories can be told is <laughs> the camera crew not wanting to, to be nosy and ask questions. It's kind of crazy, right? All right, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we've seen four couples and pretty much they're all over within a weekend. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, you know. Um, so that's the setup. And in terms of our coverage, I think we can probably go couple by couple. But just to just to start us off, uh, we can do a brief intro f uh, for each. So we begin with Bridie, age 31, from sunny Rotherham, which is in... <laughs> All right, how long? <laughs> how many we people am I going to offend? Yeah, we, we got a backtrack. So um, just to explain, um, I'm from the UK, born in London, still live in London. I've lived lots of other places. Michelle is from uh, the US of A, from just outside Washington. You've been here how many years? It's important to clarify Washington, D.C., not Washington State. Right. Because those are very different areas. Yeah. So we are essentially the 90-day experience, except we're really not, because she was already here. I'm her second British husband. She's my second American wife. More on that another time. Right. Because, because we like to build up the mystery. Oh, okay. We're not going to put all that out there right now. Okay. Um, and 
just before we begin. Uh, we've been watching this stuff for ages, right? Yeah. Right today. A long time. Going back and watching all the old things. I got into it because Michelle insisted. It was um, written into our prenup. Um, <laughs> our prenup that, that I would watch um, not only 90 Day Fiance, but um, things like Below Deck. She's got me into seeking sister wife. We spent our entire honeymoon watching uh, Maths, Married at First Sight, uh, an old season of that. I'm not a reality guy, but love does strange things to her people. So that's my perspective. She is very much all about this shit. I am. I have a religious devotion to the reality arts and sciences. <laughs> and, and I have made it, if not my life's work, uh, my greatest aspiration and my most fervent what, Hope. to be on something? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, let's stop talking about it. <laughs> um, I have not traveled extensively in this beautiful, beautiful country that has been my home for 10 plus years. So if I mispronounce something or I don't know where it is, it, it, it just comes with the territory. And I do apologize to the Rotheramites. Rotheramites. <laughs> <laughs> to the Rotherham. You get Rotheramites and Rothermantites, right, um, in caves. Now, the Rotheratites, <laughs> <laughs> they hang on from the top of the... Yeah, go on. Okay, so Bridie is from Rotherham. Yeah. And her partner is named Host, and he is 28. I've been watching a lot of Westworld. Well, we both have. Is he a robot? I guess that remains to be seen. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't who don't watch uh, elite um, uh, HBO, is it HBO? HBO dramas. It's Sky over here. Oh right, yeah. yeah, Sky Atlantic though. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sky. For for the um, for the unfamiliar, hosts are the names of the robot race, I suppose. Right. Um, so it's interesting that this man's name is host. I wonder if it's short for anything. I don't know. Hostess? Uh, doubt. Very doubtful. Okay. I think we'll get in trouble for making fun of that name, so we probably shouldn't. True. Um, Bridie is a single mom. Of- I'm going to call her Birdie. I don't mean to. You're going to alienate the Irish. I don't and mean to. we don't to. need that. It's just hard. Bridie is a single mom of two. She met Host on uh, a gaming platform online. They have yet to meet in person, and she intends to fly to Beirut for a weekend (laughs) because it's too hard to do it the other way around. Yeah, which is fine because I don't know, like, Lebanon's kind of, you know, visa waiver program, and I imagine that's probably the case. And and it's, it's her. She says, I don't need anything, right? I can just go. But a weekend... Yeah, well, particularly given how that weekend turns out. Anyway, we'll get to that. We also have, uh, there are two Sean's. So we have Sean, who I dare say, I, I don't want to say he's from South Africa. He sounds South African to me and his parents do, but I don't want to. It's not been established. It's not been established, so I'm not going to say he's South African. Could be Zimbabwe. He's from Botley which is in Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And I'm 
am so sure we've been there before. I've been to the Botley Interchange by Oxford. <laughs> it's not an interesting anecdote. You should continue. <laughs> and Chris, oh, didn't catch his age, by the way. Uh, Christine is 42 from Antipolo, Philippines. Very good. They met on social media eight years ago, and he supports her plus four children, plus her parents on his cleaning manager salary while he eats frozen lasagna in a one-bedroom flat. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good arrangement, isn't it? It's true. I don't know. We should be very clear about this. I don't know that the lasagna was frozen. So... He took it out of the fridge. You're you're absolutely right. It looked to me that was an undercounter fridge, right? It's going to have a very small freezer container. That's cabinet. true. I think he went for the main body. I'm pretty sure it's a chilled lasagna. And I have to say the Marks and Spencers wheat-free or free from lasagna ready meal is very good. Yeah, but he wasn't having that. And I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. Right. I'm also not turning my nose up at ready meals, no, by the way. That is Britain, right? The fun. All right. So as we go through this podcast, I dare say we might get one or two American listeners. I don't know if you're getting the show. Um, hopefully you're um, gaining access to it through wonderful, uh, wonderful means. Um, not that not that anyone should ever do that, but hopefully you're seeing the show somehow or you will in the future. Right. When it gets broadcast in the USA. Um, but um, ready meals are a very big deal in Britain. Um, people always talk about fish and chips. We'll get to fish and chips being the national dish. Um, it's not true. Microwaves and anything that comes out of them are basically the national dish of this country. Uh, we live for our ready meals and they're generally not too awful. Now, if you go to America, as I have a few times, um, I guess you call them TV dinners still, right? Yeah, yeah, I think now I can't say for sure because I haven't lived there in quite some time, but there's less of a ready meal culture in right. America. And more of a like a fast food drive to a place and get your crap food. Culture. Sure. Right. So let's not be down on Sean for eating his lasagna out of the microwave in the fridge. It may have been lovely. That was not a judgment. I'm just saying we've seen him eat twice and both times it's been the same thing. Whereas Christine is out there getting fresh produce from a market for what looks like an incredible meal. Yeah. The way to a man's heart and all that. Right. Right. Uh, We also have Katie, age 26, from Rastic, West Yorkshire. And Alejandro, age 30, from Guadalajara, Mexico. So beautifully said. Guys, I mean, this podcast may make you all sick. We're married. We're very much in love. Um, The thing that excites me most about Michelle is when she uh, puts on her Spanish voice. She's fluent in (laughs) Spanish, um, being largely raised by a Spanish lady in many ways. Um, Her Spanish is incredible. Can you say Guadalajara again? (laughs) No. Come on, for the ADSR people out there. No, because you're... Maybe later. All right. Uh, Katie is a nurse and I believe I could go far, go as far as calling her uh, an influencer. She's documented her weight loss journey on social media, which is a very brave thing to do, especially considering she, I think she said she was four stone. Yeah, she lost four stone this year. I've put on four stone this year, so maybe I've taken what she dropped. And uh, 
she lives with her dog, Nala, who is also a TikTok celebrity. Yeah, we're mainly going to talk about Nala on this podcast. It's mainly going to be a Nala podcast. I do very much like her best friend slash grandmother, Liz. Not so keen on her other friends, (laughs) but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, And finally... Victoria, 33, from Wolverhampton, and Sean, Sean number two, 42. I don't know that he's from Kyoto. I understand that that's where he's he's based, so we'll say from Kyoto. Yeah. Victoria loves Japan. She's been there twice. She is a Pokemon Go. Never played it. Aficionado. Not familiar. Um... <laughs> She met Sean, which is a stage name. I would not dare attempt to pronounce his... um, I was really hoping you would. No, I haven't written it down. I cannot read Japanese and I don't wish to offend anyone in that particular way. Fair. Sean's a rummel bean, isn't he? He's a... (laughs) Sean... uh, Now, she knows very little about him, but I think that's okay because... She doesn't seem to know a lot more than he does. I'm not sure she knows much about, about anything, though, himself. does she? Yeah, it's fine. And also a little bit of mystery in a relationship. It's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, we'll we'll get to that. Actually, do you want to start with them? Because I think they're, comparatively there's far less on, on them than on everyone else. That's true. Again, we're doing episodes one, two, three. Even by the end of three, not a lot's happened. So, yeah, let's do them. Okay, Uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back. We haven't got any ads, (laughs) but I do need to call my kid. And we're back, except we never went away because we haven't got any ads. We're new. No one wants to pay us. Are we doing this for money? (laughs) I don't think we're doing this for money. No, we're we're doing this because it's in our hearts and we're choosing love over violence, right? (laughs) Or love over fear, so far. rather. So far. But we'll come for people. Oh, we'll come for people if they have it coming. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to think so. I know. These people seem pretty nice. Anyway. Anyway. Victoria from Wolverhampton has been talking to Sean for two years. Uh, her understanding of what a lie is, is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um. I think it's about right. It's accurate. She was made aware that Sean did not tell the truth about his age. Sure. Uh, But according to her, he didn't lie about his age. He just didn't tell her that he was 42. And that's reasonable. So that was an assumption she made. Never mind. Never mind. She describes him as a man of mystery who... Gives you just enough info to keep you interested. She meets her friend Rosie for tea at a Japanese restaurant. She says that Sean doesn't have a job, but he does have a lot of credit cards. He does have a lot of credit cards. Now, to be fair... He could lend one to the other Sean. He could. It could be a Sean to Sean credit union. (laughs) A really small (laughs) credit union. You can only lend money to people with the same name as you. You can only lend... No, it's just for Sean's. Just for Sean's. 
But, but basically, Sean... you've got Sean Puffy Coombs, P. Daddy, right? And he's he's just obliged to lend money to all the other Sean's. I don't think he'll go for it. No, I don't think so. Are there either. any other rich Sean's in the world? There's a Sean Mendez, isn't there? Sean Mendez. He's isn't probably the, got a few. Isn't the Napster guy called Sean? Yeah. Something? Yeah. He made some money. He got some Facebook money, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that John, Justin Timberlake played, who who had that phenomenal line, a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You just said that in your Theranos voice. I think... <laughs> I think I'm going to do the rest of the podcast in my Theranos voice so that people understand that this is a life-changing podcast. You're saving lives. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Rosie, as any good friend would be, is concerned that, as she puts it, Sean might have so many skeletons in his closet that he can't close the door. Such a good line. I used to make my living from writing good lines and um, I would have loved that line. That's a good line. Here's another one from Victoria. He hasn't lied. He's just been shady with the truth and never given a straight answer. Right. Perfectly reasonable way for a prospective husband to behave. Again, interesting notion uh, of what a lie is, but we're not here to judge. Have you ever withheld any vital information from me? I don't think so. Probably not. That was a long pause. Well, I don't have your credit cards, so I don't have any reason to withhold information from you. You know where they are. <laughs> and you know <laughs> you know where all the Amazon boxes are, so. True. Um Okay, we just edited something out there. That was our first edit, and it's because Michelle made an off-color joke. I won't be making any more. Okay. We meet Sean in Kyoto. He says that he's 17 years old. Hilarious. <laughs> Younger people are much better, he says. He wants to marry Victoria, and he told her that he loved her after about five days. Right. I think I did that with you, though. Yeah, but enough about us. He describes himself as a mystery man. He suggests that it's sexy. Vic finds it irritating. He says he makes money through YouTube. Um, Okay, we looked at his YouTube channel. We did. We did. He's got 15 videos. No, 19. He's done 19 videos in five years. I don't know that you can monetize that to the degree that you can live off it. Um, he has had 2 million views, 1.9 million views of one of his how to make a saw <laughs> videos. But even then, right? Like, I thought so, it's him just using a table saw. No, it's how to build a table saw, I think. Which, you know, don't get me wrong. I've got into all this stuff recently. I might subscribe. I might like and I might subscribe. But I don't think you can live off that. Well, most critically, he doesn't know if you can live off that either because he doesn't know how he makes money. I think it's best that we don't talk about this. Uh, funny. That is what he said to the producer. Yeah. Um, and I believe... That 
I'm going to fill time here at the moment. So, but what, as we're doing this, I'm going to explain our setup. So you might hear an aeroplane going overhead. There's a lot of birds. We're in a little thing in the garden. Uh, there's that. Um, my chair will occasionally make some noise. It's kind of creaky. I'm just saying all this now because, you know, we very much hope that you're going to stay with us for years to come. And it's best that you prepare yourself in advance for all the things that are going to annoy you. Um, okay, Michelle. That's right. So in closing, and I think that this is appropriate, Sean tells us that Victoria's dad sent him a message saying, I'm watching you. Right. Uh, We then cut to Victoria packing a suitcase and merrily wondering aloud whether Sean is a serial killer. Yeah, which everyone does at the early stages of a relationship. I don't think we should over-index that. So she's packing and he's packing. So she's packing in an owl suitcase, right? Yep. Yep. He's packing in a mysterious suitcase that has no markings on it. But where are they both going? Or is this one of those, she's staying in London for a bit. You probably can't fly Japan to West Yorkshire, right? Uh, Before we get to that, there is a scene between Sean and his sister. He's told Victoria that she doesn't need to meet his sister. We meet his sister um, in a very dark restaurant in Kyoto with the Blade Runner music playing in the background. Yeah, this is like, okay, if anyone watched the last series of, ooh, I want to say before the 90 days with Ella. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about, we'll get to this, but um she would have gone crazy for the scene because it was her (laughs) it's everything that she wanted from like an asian setting right so you have the food you have the dark and brooding mysterious music you have the neon lights reflecting in the rain i don't know if it actually had that in my head i imagine that i imagine that they were lost like tears in rain i imagine they fought whatever forces off the I, I can't i can't quote blade runner wake up time to die that's blade runner right it didn't not look like wolverhampton no <laughs> that's all i'm saying at least he's not gonna have you know the same kind of weather shock but remember they don't have any japan sorry they don't have any japanese in Wolverhampton, but what I love about this production is they cut to a, uh, a shot of a, a Chinese restaurant. Right. Amazing. Right. Which, you know, I think is ill-advised <laughs> and, and I can speak to this a little bit as someone who has occasionally been misidentified as Canadian. They're very different countries. China, very different. China and Japan. China and Japan, very different countries. Yeah. Uh, haven't been to either. Anyway, the sister alludes to some dangerous situations he's come into whilst living abroad. And I think it's worth saying that I was it his Instagram that it's says his that he's YouTube. Yeah. His YouTube. Yeah. Oh, or maybe it's his Insta. Who cares? Look it up. Um, it does say currently living in Japan, I think, uh, and planning living in other countries. Like, this guy's agenda is kind of out there on the internet. He wants to live somewhere else. So it's a common 90-day trope, and it's the the essential kind of mystery at the heart of everything. Is this person in it for love? Are they in it for what actually, in these first three episodes, is referred to as a green card? Of course, we don't have green cards in the UK. That's an American thing, but nevertheless, is he in it for um, an entry or residential visa of some kind? And yeah, there's a lot of evidence there. I think people are attaching 
um, emotionally to the memory of the 90s film. Um, Green the, Card. Green Card. With yeah, Gerard Depardieu. And... Andy McDowell? I want to say Andy McDowell. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, people are screaming. <laughs> so moving right along to Bridie and Host. So as we said before, Bridie is from Rotherham. She's a single mom of two girls, and she speaks to having lost her identity over the past eight years of motherhood, which I can empathize with to an extent, having none of my own biological children, but I have a dog that I am convinced I gave birth to somehow. Michelle is the stepmother to our wonderful son. Um, so that is kind of nonsense. Uh, you, you get you get having a kid. I do. Oh, of course I do. Of course I do. Um I'm just being flippant because it's a it's a feeling that's very close to my heart. I also will say I have a great amount of difficulty when children are involved in these programs yeah. because these relationships tend to be at best quite contentious. And especially when kids are kind of old enough to understand what's going on. It really does bother me. Yeah. If you've got beekeeping in common as a hobby, then it's fine to mess your children around. But in any other circumstances, not okay. You know what? Look where they are now. They're still together, right? Yeah, they have their own child uh, And how many bees now? (laughs) (laughs) That's a deep cut. Again, (laughs) we've got to be very conscious of the UK audience. You probably think, hey, this is a new show. This is kind of cool, right? I've got this whole new channel, Discovery Plus. That's exciting. And it's this whole new... This is old, old stuff, okay? We are living in America's shadow. We're like Russian people in the 80s going, blue jeans, Bon Jovi. We are so behind. Yeah, we're very behind. But also we occasionally slip into our shared weird like twin language because of spending two years in lockdown together. Um, And let's face it, most of the time together, even before and after that. Yeah. If you didn't spend all of (laughs) lockdown watching all of the old uh, seasons of American 90 Day, then I feel that you wasted an opportunity and we should look at the pandemic as a gift that was given to us so that we could watch a lot of reality tv tv if you didn't do that you're probably not getting another chance if you did something foolish like learn another language or start a new hobby loser yeah exactly uh anyway um mother bridey didn't catch her name, says that Bridie has caused her the most heartache of all her kids. Ouch. As the middle child myself, I really felt that. And the child that has caused my mother the most heartache. <laughs> uh, she doesn't want Bridie to go to Lebanon because Bridie speaks her mind. And she says her head has got no say in what's happening now. Lebanon's a weird place, right? Because Lebanon was like the jewel of that part of the world. It was the Paris of the Middle East. What's the Paris of the Middle East? It was very cosmopolitan. It's frequently held up as, look, people, you know, Arab people can, you know, 
live like Westerners to a degree and blah, blah, blah. And we can have all the discussions about whether one thing's better or another. But Lebanon was a gorgeous city. And then it got bombed to hell. And it kind of got better again. And I think it's kind of got a bit worse again. Yeah, I think we're going to generally try to steer clear of geopolitics in this No, we're going to do a lot of geopolitics. I just, I personally, um, despite being on the board of an international <laughs> consultancy, I think I'm going to steer it. clear on it. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Lebanon is a wonderful place with wonderful people, but it is... Oh, beautiful people. Right, but it's yeah. fallen on hard time. Yeah. I agree that with Host, that he is very handsome. He's had an Instagram account that he deleted because he was getting very popular with the ladies. Uh, Bridie says she gets very angry and jealous over long distance. And this is confirmed by Uncle Wissam. Who is the MVP of these first three episodes, right? Yes, we like him a great deal. We do. We like him. We like his super hot girlfriend. Everything about this man. This man is the George Clooney of Lebanon. He really is. And and he's a hairdresser. Right. Which. Also, <laughs> you know how like when you go to the hairdresser and they won't stop talking and it's kind of annoying and I love you, Mike, and please don't ruin my hair next time I go see you, right? But, you know, sometimes it's like, can we not do the small talk and everything? This is the hairdressing session from hell. <laughs> this well, is, but he's very wise. He knows a lot about women and he, he's able to offer his wise counsel to his nephew. But it's like, ask me, are you going anywhere nice on holiday? This, yes, I'm going to Beirut. <laughs> I'm here right now. Don't ask me these, these questions. That is a nightmare scenario. Having your hairdresser asking you pertinent questions like that. Do you have any other stand up? bits from the 90s you'd like to resurrect shall i talk about airline food Should we? <laughs> um bridie's sister eden who looks like tori amos she dead does. ringer yeah uh very beautiful lady drops by uh she describes bridie as feisty determined and hot-headed Eden says Bridie is a very jealous person who gets into silly arguments over Facebook likes. Um, There's an Angelo situation going on here, right? Again, apologies to anyone that is not au fait. We will do this from time to time, but... Uh, there's a 90-day uh, couple, Angela and Michael. I believe they're coming back for the season of 90-day Happily Ever After, which is about to stop. Less said about that, the better. Less said about that, the better. I'm not a big fan of Angela, but this whole, oh, you you interact with other people on Facebook thing, there's, there's something very coercive about this. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, Eden... Also, I feel kind of gets her sister all revved up for the proposal, the the th- hypothetical <laughs> proposal that might happen. I think she did it deliberately. It's such a landmine that she kind of put there. It's like, oh, what if he, prob-? And, and by saying what if he proposes like the second you arrive at the airport and he doesn't do it, you're setting your sister up to feel massive disappointment. And I think there's an agenda there. I don't think she Spritey very much. I just given I'll say this. I don't think uh I think Bridie is the sister that you make the maid of honor 
but it's understood that the other sister is the real maid of honor, but you give it to Bridie because you're scared that she's going to set the marquee on fire if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Bridie is packing things to not sleep in. I, I noted a distinct lack of edible undergarments yeah. in the whole of these three three episodes. There is there's a ninety day tradition that the neediest men always pack um candy underwear, edible underwear for for their other halves. Quite an interesting dynamic on this show actually, in the sense that sometimes on ninety day the idea is like will they will they fuck? Right? Yeah. But it's kind of a given on this. I just don't think I, I don't think people make that big a deal about it. And there isn't a huge culture in this country of talking about sex as candidly as there is in America. Or maybe there's more comfort with it as well, because, you know, we're, we're, there's that European outlet. But it, I, I just thought it was interesting that there's that slightly prurient thing, which they sometimes do on like 90 day US, but they didn't do it. No, yet. they had an, an ample opportunity and they just sort of... Which I think taking the opportunity not to shame someone or, but then on the other hand, they really emphasized Katie's uh, self-esteem issues with yeah. her body Again, and her. We'll get to it. We'll but get to wow, it. Wow, yeah. that was an over-index. Yeah, but. that was, that was, I'm very disappointed in that actually. Um, meanwhile... Host is shopping with cousin Hassan. He's not sure if Bridie is expecting a proposal. He's talking about getting a present and a surprise. He's told Bridie that this is going to happen. We then cut to Bridie's friend, Chloe, driving her to the airport. Chloe thought Beirut was in Jamaica. Yeah, I couldn't remember myself uh whether the, the capital country Lebanon and I, I I feel deeply ashamed of that because I know this shit I know this shit so I'm on the friend side sometimes you have brain farts yeah but I think her brain fart is permanent <laughs> <laughs> I think her brain fart is a gas leak you think her brain fart is a French bulldog's fart? I, no I think it's a I think it's a carbon monoxide leak all right um, that's just, that's what she was giving off. Um, but did you, were you like me? Were you a little bit like, why can't this be the character of this season? I thought that the friend, what's her name again? Chloe. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought Chloe would be amazing. Can we line Chloe up with someone from another country? Because I kind of, I want to see more of Chloe. I'd like to hear a lot more from Chloe myself. Uh, Now, this is where I was, I actually found it quite touching. Host tells us that Bridie has changed how he sees life and given him fresh hopes for the future. Still, he's not sure about proposing to her, which I think is pretty reasonable given they've never met in person. Yeah. Um, Uncle takes it a little bit further, cautioning him that women can kill. Uh, and when they get jealous, they become abnormal. Like Sorry, I said, this this pregnant pause is when I'm <laughs> supposed to say something kind of, you know, 
comedically misogynistic or <laughs> no but we're not doing that no we're not doing that we're not doing that. it's a weird thing to say um now there's a bit of there's a lot of back and forth here but to cut a long story short because nobody else's travel stories are interesting right, right? i can't bear it bridey missed not one but two flights Okay, let's be fair, right? So they changed the gate, supposedly at the last minute. But probably- You're doing exactly, like, nobody cares. Nobody's worried about. Oh, you want to cut it short? It I ain't cutting this short. <laughs> I'm not saying that she wasn't like, oh, she should have made the first flight. This she happens made, all the time. It's she happened to me. She should have made the second flight. <laughs> she probably should have made the second flight. Um, and we actually learn at at this point or just after yeah. that she's only there for the weekend. So that's, that's the why. So when they so first important. show, I'm like, what's the big deal, right? What's the problem? All right. You're going for a month or something. Cause that would be presumably the amount of time. And then she's going for a weekend. This isn't like some sort of easy jet booze cruise. This is, you're, you're going to meet the perspective, like, you know, man of your future, your husband, maybe longer than a weekend. Yeah, it's, well, they have to make use of the of the time they have, right? Unfortunately, they have differing ideas of what that actually means. But this is the thing, right? So, so much of their meeting is about, I'm here for a limited amount of time, and he's taken this time uh, to drag me to, you know, a shitty boutique to get some shirts that I have to say nice things about, or we're having You're a meal with this way family. Ahead. Oh, I'm going to do that. Um but so much of it is uh, like we're not using this time. She's like, I want to stay in the hotel room and you know what? But I'm like, why is it so short? That is never explained. Like there's a work thing. But again, like be there as he goes to work. Does he work on an oil rig? What? what? I, I, I do think the show should have made it slightly clearer over why it was such a condensed amount of time. Yeah, that is confusing. I mean, I imagine there are economic concerns on both sides childcare her maybe. being a single mom yeah. and him being in a in you know what he's described as a pretty hopeless economic situation still lots of uh eating out and shopping right um you can't let life defeat you like that you know you you have to celebrate so fortunately when they meet they have instant chemistry it's very clear to see cannot keep their paws off each other very, very much engaged and enraptured, these two. I am still a sucker for airport scenes. I am too. I'm not going to deny it. Every time I see one of these, I feel like I'm in like a Disney movie. There's a little bluebird on my shoulder and there's like hearts all around and I'm in an animation world of pure love because every time I see these scenes, I just, I feel it. I do too. Yeah. I do too. That's why that's why people watch Love Actually over and over and over again. Yeah. It's not that little kid with the with the drums. <clears throat> and it's definitely not Andrew Lincoln standing outside Kira Knightley's house. You know, I've actually I don't think I've seen that movie all the way through. <laughs> yeah, you have, but in different bits. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just always been on in someone's living room around Christmas time and I've seen but if you, ha- if you haven't seen it all, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln opens the door and there's a lot of zombies inside. <laughs> that, 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 that's why. Anyway, uh, 
Bridie says being with host is amazing. Host says Bridie is the most beautiful woman ever. Uh, he brings her a box of makeup. Oh boy. It's a, oh that is boy. a risk. I think unless it's in your Amazon wish list and you've specified all your favorite colors and palettes, etc., that is a that is a gamble. Uh, to take i'm a big fan and any men listening to this any heterosexual men listening to this or indeed not necessarily heterosexual because we can all wear makeup um i'm a big fan of you know the christmas kind of boxes that contain all kinds of things because there will be something in there that your other half likes right it doesn't mean they like everything but there will be the one thing and they go i wanted that for ages right so that is a way of playing safe when it comes to cosmetics a way of not playing safe when it comes to cosmetics is buying a bunch of stuff that looks like it came from a flea market <laughs> that's already got someone's like eyebrows stuck inside it. Yeah. Like in a box that's been found in a skip. That is the worst gift. I think, no, the worst gift in 90 day history is the toothbrush that Ed gave Rose yeah that is wow that is the worst 90 day ever gift and again if you've not seen all of uh 90 day us go back and look at big ed's first season with rose it's a real shocker um but this or don't don't give him the airtime right but this is pretty bad right a box of kind of skanky secondhand make and it didn't look new and what looked like i mean it's a it's a leather bracelet that one might make at a summer camp right it's it, not it looked like something morton harkett wore in 1986 i don't know who that is that is the singer of our heart okay well i egg on my face um so she goes to uncle's hair salon to get pampered the woman doing her makeup obviously hates her because she makes yeah. her look like uh, Chitara, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Lion who was like the who was the lady lion from the show? I'm gonna say, well, Chitara was not a lion; she was a cheetah, but she was also a person. But she had she That's had not the short humanizer. No, but she had the short red hair right the and hair the... was a fucking catastrophe and you could tell right from the start because this woman's in the background of the first shot when she walks scowling into the, uh, and she has got evil death face right i think she has seen her future marrying the boss's nephew right i think she has eyes for host and she set out from the start to give her the worst makeover ever well you couldn't blame her if she were paranoid because Uncle Wissam does nothing to ameliorate her concerns. He talks about the great times they have when they go out with other women and flirt. Those are good times, to be fair. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't think it comes across that way. No. And I, I think you'd be forgiven for thinking that he's... Um, that this is some kind of test. So I get that in that part of the world, uh, family is more like friends and you have these intergenerational kind of relationships and stuff. But is there something a little bit odd about the relationship between uncle and nephew here? 
I don't think there's anything odd about it. I think that they are brothers in, in, I think that they are each other's wingmen. Right. But this is what I'm saying, because they're not the same generation. And So do you think there's a degree of Wissam that wants to keep his nephew single to enable him getting very, very pretty ladies like the one he takes to lunch? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I also think he's making, he's taking a, an uncalculable risk by holding scissors close to Bridie while he's talking about these other discussions. Now, in all fairness, we have not seen this hot-headed, no. maniacal side to Bridie. We've seen no evidence of this. It's all been anecdotal they constantly and all say, from other she's people. She's jealous, she's jealous. They fought, they fought. And it's they, like, she used to be jealous. Yeah. Um, talking of which, they're getting ready to go out. Um. I'm blanking on his name completely. I'm so sorry. Host is ironing his jeans. Um, Bridie casually brings up what Uncle Wissam told her. Host gets annoyed and he tries to deflect. He's disappointed and frustrated because they have tackled this jealousy issue. And she says that she just wants clarity, but he's taking it as an accusation. I didn't think she was out of line at all. I didn't feel like she was spoiling for a fight there. Mm, I don't know. The, this whole you go out and there are other women present. It's triggering in the, in a 90-day context because we have seen this before. That's right. Yeah. And uh, doesn't go good. We don't know if he's speaking. a Michael or a Jovi. Let's put it that way. He's excited to take her out. Um she would have stayed in the hotel. She repeats this at least once. I think we know why, given how handsy they were with each other before. And I believe that hotel gives out complimentary candy panties. Um, it might. Bridie doesn't shop well, which is something I can relate to. I, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't before COVID, but what I don't like is having a, a, a shop assistant kind of hanging around right. and particularly when I'm trying clothes on, I really don't like it. And to be fair in that part of the world, in my limited experience, there is a lot of shop assistants. There's a lot of, there's a lot of looking after because that's what's yeah. expected in, in customer service. Um, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't look like a great place. It certainly didn't look like a place where you buy five shirts. I was unclear on whether she was paying for that or not. Ooh, that's interesting. I wonder what the dynamic is there. I mean, he must have a job if he's only yeah. able to take this short amount of time. But right? we don't know. Again, she has kids, so we don't know if it's a childcare yeah. thing or, or, or what the reason is. But it did seem a little bit kind of, I don't know, oddly flash to spend that much kind of presumably money and then later have a conversation about how the economy is screwed. So it's a little bit weird. Maybe it isn't that much, though. Um, anyway, whatever feelings she had about shopping, uh, it, the love between them 
the fires of passion are not stoked by his announcement to her that their lunch for two has now turned into lunch for eight. I would be delighted. He explains that in his culture, if somebody calls you and asks you what you're doing and you don't invite them, it's very rude and he wouldn't feel comfortable saying no. And obviously, I think when there's a camera around, probably people get excited and want to see what it's all about. And I'm yeah. sure they want to meet her. Yeah. Um, they go- what a great opportunity. So here's the thing. Like when you start off dating, if you can have an opportunity to impress all of the friends and family in one shot, take that opportunity, right? That's a gift for her. All she had to do would be like, this is, this is amazing. I can just be on top of my game for this one lunchtime, one afternoon, and then everyone loves me, right? But instead, it's that kind of... And I think there's a controlling thing there where you try and, you know, prevent other people having an assessment. It's just why, look, I get that people are insecure. We're all insecure, but, but there is a need to control the narrative, I think, by making sure that fewer people have a perspective on it. I, that might have something to do with it. I didn't appreciate that she was dragging her feet to go to the lunch. But to be fair, he did railroad her into it and didn't announce it, which is also, you know, bullshit. Yeah, that's not fair. But then she says that she doesn't want to be around people who talk fast and loud. <laughs> and that that felt like a microaggression. Because I don't know if you've ever been uh, to a place where there are English people abroad, but talking fast and loud... It's endemic in parts of Spain (laughs) and Portugal. Yeah, that is fair. I sort of know what you mean. And her fear of, oh, everyone's going to speak a different language. And this isn't how we have fish in this country or or the country I come from. It's all a little little Englander, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But again, she's in a very vulnerable position. I I don't get the feeling that she's somebody who has traveled extensively. He's the only person that she knows in this country. She doesn't speak the language. I think I can, I'm not giving her a pass for saying mean things about people that she doesn't know. I'll give her a pass for having anxiety about all of a sudden this lunch turns into... Anyway, but respectfully, and this this applies for everyone on 90 day everywhere. If you're not comfortable dating someone from another country, maybe don't date people from other countries. Yeah. I think that's pretty sound advice. Um so later that night, this is this is their last the their last night together. Um Bridie raises the topic of how lots of people are trying to escape um, or get into relationships for a green card. We've covered that already. There is no green card for England. Host says people's ambitions are limited uh, where he lives and he doesn't see a way out. Um, She asks if he will do a proposal and he says she'll have to wait. So sad. There's nothing worse than asking, right? Ugh, right? Yeah. Just propose yourself. 
Don't say, will you propose to me? Say, will you marry me? Don't. Mm. I think I did that. <laughs> and yeah, I felt, I felt for both of them. I mean, I, they obviously, there's obviously a spark. There's a lot of chemistry. They care for each other. I don't know that they're right for each other. I think they, their values are totally different. And that's not me making a judgment on either of their values. I, I just think that they come from different worlds and their understanding of social dynamics and things like that are, they're never going to be and, able to make a compromise there. And yet, I think, and I could be proven wrong, but I think they're both pretty reasonable, decent people. And I think Bridie, actually, for, for as much a kind of shade I'm giving her, I think she's all right, you know? I think she means the best. I don't think that she's imperialistic in any way. I don't think she looks down. I think she feels a genuine kind of affinity and sympathy for the situation that he's in. And I think she handles it all pretty well. I just think if you're going to do something like this and doing something like this is quite radical, you've got to jump in with both feet. And so to let your anxiety take hold in the way that she does is understandable, but it's not very helpful. I would also have a very hard time meeting your family for the first time dressed as Bonnie Tyler. Right. From the total eclipse She of was the heart right video. to change the trousers. She was right to, t- but the makeup was still. Yeah a lot and the hair was a lot it it wasn't good god bless i bet her life is really hard and i can't imagine what it's like to actually i do know what it's like to have an entire family um (laughs) (laughs) wringing their hands (laughs) yeah but they don't make you sausage rolls all right and we'll get to that No, she's not the sausage roll one. We'll get to that. Okay. All right, we've changed our plans. I'm coming in close to the microphone like this is some secret revelation. I'm going to find a point to drop this um, halfway through the podcast. We thought we'd do it all in one, but frankly, it went to two hours and 50 minutes and ain't nobody got time for that. So we're going to kill this one here. This is part one, part two. Frankly, we'll probably put it up at the same time. We're not teasers like that, right? Right. Right. Um, But this is so that you can listen to something uh, between our two podcasts. What should they listen to between? Reality Gaze. Reality Gaze. I highly recommend. We like those. Um, I also recommend lots and lots of podcasts of of American people talking about television. Um, Michelle hates the podcasts I listen to. I hate all of them. It's basically a bunch of football stuff and uh, the people that she regards as my real best friends who I listen to, who I have these imaginary conversations with about shows that I won't have those conversations with her. There's a lot of jealousy going on. Uh, She's seen me liking them on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I go out with those podcasts and she's aware that I'm listening to them without her. It's it's fraught. Anyway, um, this is the end of part one of the first three episodes. Uh, Part two is going to drop down the hatch any second now. And we will see you uh, next week for, I guess, part three for us, episode four for them. Well, we're not going to see you. No. We're watching you. We're watching you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.